Good morning. Very warm welcome to our service of worship on this fourth Sunday in Lent. As we come to worship God, may you know God's loving presence with you. And uh, this is a very special day as well. This Sunday is also Mothering Sunday. And so today we especially give thanks to God for our church family um, and also our mothers and all those whom God has given us to care for us throughout our lives. Our call to worship comes from Psalm 71. Your righteousness, God, reaches to the heavens. You who have done great things, who is like you, God? For you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From my birth, I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. So let us worship God as we sing our first hymn. Now thank we all our God, mission praise number 486. before God in prayer, let's pray. Gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we 
have so much to thank you for because of your faithful love and provision for us. We thank you for the love by which you sent your son Jesus to come to be with us and show us how much you care for us, that by his life and death and rising to life again, you have opened the way for us to enter into your family of faith and belong together as members of your church. On this Mothering Sunday, we especially thank you for our church family, the one we belong to locally and our worldwide family. But we also remember that your family extends through time as well as space. And so we thank you for all members of your family who have gone before us and now live with you in your heavenly home. We thank you too for our mothers and all you have given to care for us in our lives. Bless our families and friends this day we pray and help us to remember all your blessings to us day by day. Loving Heavenly Father, as we worship you, we pray that you would help us to know your loving presence with us. Forgive us for all we have done which has not been done in love. Bring your cleansing and healing to us by your Holy Spirit and teach us to live as faithful followers of our Lord, sharing the good news of Jesus and reaching out with your love and compassion to those you have given us to share our lives with and to the world around us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I'd like to invite Rosie to share uh, God's word with us now. Here we have the Bible, and I wonder what's in it. Would you like to open up the Bible? Undo the bow. Just undo the bow there first. You need to undo the bow. Pull that end there. There we go. That's it. And open up, and what is inside? Do you want to open it up? It's a huge bit of paper. Well done, well done. Wow, thank you. I'll hold this up there. And don't know if people at the back can see, but it says transform. Transform. And that just means to change. So like if I had a really messy bedroom and Gavin said, I think that needs to be cleaned up, don't you? Okay, I'll go and clean it up. And once it was all nice and tidy and I had made it better, it would be completely changed and it would be transformed, transformed. Or if you planted a little seed in the ground, a tiny little seed, and you let the sun bask on the seed and water the seed as well, and it would change and grow. It would completely transform, maybe into a flower, 
maybe into, oh, I don't know, an onion or a potato or something that you'd have grown? Well, Jesus really loves the word transform because he loved to, loves to see people changed for the better. So when people are sad, he likes to see them happy, transformed to be happy. Or if they're feeling really ill, he loves to see them better. Or if someone's really angry or grumpy, he likes to see them peaceful and better. And you know, the amazing thing is that when people met Jesus, they would be transformed. They would be changed for the better. Now there's a story in the Bible about this man who could not walk at all. And he was very sad because all he could do was lie on a mat. And thankfully, he had four friends who came around one day and said, I know, we know what to do. Let's go and see Jesus because he can change your life. He can do something really good for you. So they lifted him up on the mat and carried him all the way to the house. But, oh no, the house was filled with people all wanting to see Jesus. We're going to have to go home now said the man. Well, we're not giving up, said the friends, and they saw steps outside the house up to a flat roof. So they carried them all the way up to the flat roof and they made a hole in the roof and, and they didn't drop him. They lowered him down to the ground in front of Jesus. And Jesus just smiled at the man and said, hello, everything that you have done wrong is forgiven. And that just means that God has taken everything wrong away and he's forgotten about it as if it never happened. And the man smiled a huge big smile and Jesus put out his hand and said, come on, get up. Let's see you walking. So he pulled him up and the man started walking. I'm walking, he said. That's amazing. You've made a real difference to my life and transformed me. Isn't that a wonderful story to think that Jesus, just meeting Jesus, can transform a life And that's the same for us, that if we spend time with Jesus, if we meet with Jesus every day, our lives can be completely changed, transformed to be better. Let's pray about these things. Jesus, we thank you that you love and care for us so much that you want to see us transformed, changed for the better that you can make a real difference in our lives. We thank you for that. Help us to spend time with you every day, Lord. Now, yes, oh, I forgot. Now we're gonna sing a song. Our God is a great big God. Do you know all that? I bet you know all the actions, don't you? Well, I'll be watching. So, the actions are finger and thumb, 
Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God and he holds us in our hands. And we'll sing that again. And then we go, he's higher than a skyscraper. He's deeper than a submarine. He's wider than the universe and beyond my wildest dreams. And he's known me and he's loved me since before the world began. How wonderful to be a part of God's amazing plan. You've got it. Right, everybody, stand up. We'll do the actions. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God, and He holds us in His hands. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God, and He holds us in His hands. He's higher than a skyscraper. He's deeper than a submarine. He's wider than the universe, and beyond my wildest dreams. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God, and He holds us in His hands. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God, and He holds us in His hands. He's higher than a skyscraper. He's deeper than a submarine. Wider than the universe and beyond my wildest dreams. And he's known me and he's loved me since before the world began. How wonderful to be a part of God's amazing plan. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God and He holds us in His hands. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God and He holds us in His hands. He holds us in His hands. He holds us in His hands. And He holds us in His hands. Our reading this morning is from the New Testament, and we're reading from Mark chapter 7, reading verses 24 to 37. Mark chapter 7. Jesus left that place and went to the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it. Yet he could not keep his presence secret. In fact, As soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, born in Syrian Phoenicia. 
she begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. First let the children eat all they want, he told her, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Lord, she replied, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he told her, for such a reply you may go. The demon has left your daughter. She went home and found her child lying on the bed and the demon gone. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of Decapolis. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. <coughs> then he spat and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said to him, Ephatha, which means be opened. At this, the man's ears were opened his tongue was loosed and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even made, makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Amen. And now we're going to praise God together. We're going to sing uh, the hymn, Mission Praise number 50, Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. Peace. 
pray as we come to God's word. Lord God, we thank you that you are present with us by your Spirit and that the Spirit of Jesus is here with us to minister to us. We thank you, Lord, for um, all that you have for us today, for your word, which is living and active. Lord, as we come before you today, as we come with all um, the things that are happening in our own lives, we thank you that you know us and that you love us and that you have good things for us today. So help us to listen, to hear what you're saying to us clearly, and Lord, that you would strengthen us and encourage us in our faith through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. There are only two occasions in the Gospels when Jesus commends people for showing what he calls great faith. The story of the Syrophoenician woman is one. In Matthew's account of the same story, Jesus said, Woman, you have great faith. The other occasion is found in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8, in the story of the Roman centurion who asked Jesus to heal his servant simply by giving a command. And to this, Jesus responded, Truly, I tell you, I've not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. What both have in common is that they have an absolute faith and confidence that God will meet their need through Jesus and a willingness to persevere on behalf of those that they represent. There are other examples of people coming to Jesus in faith on behalf of others. Earlier, we were hearing about the story of the paralyzed man being brought by his friends to be healed by Jesus. They had faith that something good would happen, and it did. We also heard in the second part of today's Bible reading of some people bringing a man who is deaf and mute to Jesus for healing. Again, their faith was rewarded in the man being able to hear and speak. However, there's something essential needed to bring about that faith in the first place. And that's hearing what Jesus can do. Hearing the good news. News about Jesus had traveled far and wide, even from the earliest days of his ministry, the good news that people were being healed from every sickness and delivered from every unclean spirit. God's power was demonstrated in Jesus' life to such an extent that people coming from all over now 
expected something good to happen. They expected God to move in their lives or in the lives of those that they care about. Hearing of other people discovering good news is, after all, infectious. If God has done something wonderful for someone else, then he can do it for others too. And so the people's faith and expectation has been raised. In Romans 10:17, it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so in order to build our faith and our confidence in God and his willingness and ability to listen and respond to our prayers, for ourselves and for others. We need to be listening to God's word and also sharing the good news of what God is doing in our lives with others. It's strange how we can find it so easy to share every other kind of good news, be it good news in our family or telling others where we've had a nice meal or a nice haircut, yet when it comes to sharing about the good things God has been doing for us and doing through us, we can be so reticent. However, if we dare to share the good news, it helps to raise our faith and also the faith of other people in God's goodness and his love and power in our lives. First of all, it actually helps our faith because when we speak out good news to others, we're also hearing it again ourselves. As Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing. And so it's like we're preaching the good news to ourselves when we share God's goodness with others. It also helps others grow in faith in God, or at least to begin to discover that there's more to the Christian faith than they thought. Because sharing what God has done for us opens people to the possibilities of what God can do for them. So this is an encouragement and a challenge for us to build ourselves and others up in our faith and expectation of what God can do by hearing God's word, by sharing our own stories, our testimonies of what God has done for us. So maybe something to take away this week is I wonder what stories we could share with others this week, good news stories that God is doing in our lives or the lives of those we know. Because on the matter of sharing stories of what God has done, it can be so powerful. Because we know that the Syrophoenician woman came to Jesus, it says, as soon as she heard about him, Others must have shared with her or seen Jesus and shared that with her. And that was enough. But what about the people later on in Mark chapter 7? The ones who brought the man suffering with deafness and the inability to speak properly. We're told that they were from the, the region known as the Decapolis and we, we encounter that region earlier on in Mark's gospel in chapter five, because there we're told about a man who is so possessed by unclean spirits that no one can go near him, and he's all alone. 
However, one day Jesus comes all the way from Galilee to meet him. And he frees him from the evil spirits and restores him. But at that point, the people don't like what they've seen. They're afraid of the power that Jesus has shown. And so they ask him to leave. And as Jesus leaves, as the, the man who he's freed from darkness asks if he can go with him. But Jesus replied to him, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. Well, here we are later in the same area of the Decapolis. This time, rather than people wanting Jesus to leave, they want him to help someone. Why? Because they've heard good news. Their faith has grown in Jesus. Perhaps even they've heard the good news from the man who was delivered from the unclean spirits. But whoever they've heard it from, they've heard that Jesus is good news. And so they had faith that he would be good news for their friend who was deaf and mute. Faith, after all, comes from hearing. There's also in the first story in particular, the encouragement to persevere in our faith and be bold in our prayers. When the Syrophoenician woman comes at first to Jesus and begs him to drive the demon from her daughter, it seems at first that she might not get what she asked for. Although Jesus' love and compassion is for us all, he'd been sent first to those he describes as the lost sheep of Israel. And he says as much to the woman. She, however, perseveres in her request, saying, She's willing to take whatever Jesus has to offer. And for this reply, Jesus tells her her request has been granted. And so when she returns home, she finds her daughter lying in bed with the demon gone. Her little girl has been delivered from her suffering by Jesus. Now, there are similarities here with the story in John chapter 2 of Jesus' mother asking him to do something about the shortage of wine at the, the wedding in, in Cana. There, Jesus replied to his mother's request is, Dear woman, why do you involve me? My time has not yet come. It sounded like Jesus was saying no. But actually, her, he answered her request and he changed the water into wine so that the guests had all they needed. And Jesus himself taught us that we should always pray and not give up. And although we live in the period when God's kingdom has come through Jesus, but has not yet fully come on earth as it is in heaven, we can pray for God to break into the lives of people we pray for, as well as to break into our own lives. We can pray for God to do the seemingly impossible, to bring his healing, to deliver from evil, and to provide miraculously. 
This is an encouragement to be bold in our prayers, recognizing that God, our Heavenly Father, is able to do so much more than we can ask or imagine. So when we bring, bring people before God in prayer, we can hold on to the encouragement that while we might not appear to hear or see the answer straight away, if we persevere, God will give us what we need and supply the needs of those we pray for, however he chooses to do that. And that brings us back to the story of the man who's deaf and mute. His friends brought him to Jesus, and then Jesus takes him away from the crowd and ministers to him in a very particular way. It says that Jesus touched the man's ears, putting his fingers in his ears. He then spits and touches the man's tongue. And after that, Jesus looks up to heaven and sighs and says, be opened. The man's ears are then opened and his tongue is loosed and he begins to speak without any impediment at all. And when the others find out, they're overwhelmed with amazement and say, he has done everything well. Now, we don't know why Jesus didn't just do as the people had asked at first and placed his hands on the man and healed him right there and then. We don't know why he took him aside and did what he did. However, what we can say is that he showed the man God's care and communicated God's love in a very special way. Jesus' touch and his words brought healing to the man. It wasn't exactly the way that the people had asked for, but it was just what he needed. And how reassuring to know that God knows the best way to answer our requests. We might think it has to be a certain way, but he knows the best way. We might never understand this side of heaven, but we can have the confidence that God knows what is best for each one of us. His love is unending. And so if in our prayers for ourselves or, our, or others, we don't see the things happening the way we expect, let's be encouraged that God knows how to bring his touch and his word in the way that's best and will result in praise and thanksgiving. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, our loving Heavenly Father, it says in your word that you delight in the details of our lives and that you are the one who has known us from before the beginning of the world. We thank you that from before we were born, you have known us and loved us and that through every passing year, every passing season, your love for us is sure and steadfast, surrounding us and upholding us. Loving God, we thank you for the many good promises we have in Christ Jesus, our Lord, and for the reminder today that you are the one who is able to reach out to us in every kind of need, 
and give us more than we can ask or imagine. Thank you, Lord, that you know what is best for us and that we can trust you with all our needs and the concerns we have for those we love and care about. Thank you that we have good news to share through our faith in Jesus, our Savior, and for the ways that you are working out your plans and purposes through us. Help us to be more willing to share the good things you have given us and to tell of your goodness towards us, that we may encourage each other to grow in faith and be beacons of light for you, leading others to the light of Christ our Lord. Merciful Father, we grieve for the ways that people are suffering in our world especially at this time through the war in the Ukraine. We also remember the continuing challenges of the coronavirus pandemic and the pressures on our health service during this time. Lord, in your mercy, uphold those who suffer, deliver those who are in want, heal the sick, comfort the grieving, and be close to those who are lonely. Help us to be faithful in all our prayers and in our giving, to share the blessings you have given us with others. God of all hope, we look forward to the day when you will wipe away every tear, when there will be no more disease or poverty or war or injustice, and your kingdom has come in fullness. Until that day, Keep us faithful in our love for you and for one another, that we may bring you all honor and glory and praise. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, healer and friend. Amen. We close our service as we sing our, our final hymn today, Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone. Mission praise number 1151. <coughs>
peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and the love of God and of his son Jesus Christ our Lord and the blessing of God Almighty the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you this day and remain with you always amen